Every man wants to be healthy. We really do, at least in some point. We want to be healthy until we're in front of the chocolate cake or whatever. We don't want to get out of bed and go exercise. But the the thing we want to know is, does our daily eating and long-term health, do they go together? Are they the same? Does it matter? Does it matter what you eat on a Tuesday at lunch to your long-term health? Because your long-term health is long. And then do crazy diets. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they maybe good short-term solutions but hurt you in the long run? A lot of men want to know these things. And you can go online and there's a ton of people telling you to do this, but then don't do this. You know, this is bad. This is good. But what about the science? What about the things that get in there and what's really working for people? Well, today we're digging into this topic with two special guests. We've got Zach Schreier and Vincent Goodness, and they talk to us about how our daily consumption choices, what we do every day, what we eat, what we don't eat, when we eat, things like that, how that impacts our long-term health. And I think that's something that every man needs to grab a hold of because we have to take responsibility for our health. No one can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So we're going to dig into Zach and Vincent's story, how they got into this field, what they did, how uh, their own health was impacted by it, and how their health kind of drove them into this area. We talk about the importance of things like sleep, uh, the key vitamins and minerals that you need to keep going, and other practices you can do that can really help your body repair and heal itself for the long term. So check out the show notes for more information about Zach and Benson. So let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. All right, Zach and Benson, thanks for being at the Confident Man Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Hey, um, just let's start out. What motivated you guys to kind of get into the area of health and eating and all that? What What's kind of the backstory for you guys and why this became a passion of yours? Yeah, sure thing. Well, we I guess we've got two different stories that that converge on life stacks. So I can tell you about uh, how I got into health and fitness and then I'll let yeah. Vincent uh, tell a story. Uh, so really for me, it started in sixth grade when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And at that point, I had to kind of be more attentive to my health than most kids have to be. And uh, I was, you know, my diet wasn't perfect and I wasn't doing, you know, much exercise at that point. Um, but I did have to be really sensitive to this sort of balancing act of keeping glucose stable. Um, and that really taught me a lot about uh, the different ways that um, lifestyle choices affect health basically continuously. Um, and then I got into running in high school and that was initially for like insulin sensitivity. Basically, I was doing it as a kind of intervention for diabetes. Um, also to make friends, uh, you know, it always helps to join a sports team. And, um, and I, I had heard the kids on cross country were pretty nice. So, um, <laughs> we got really into it actually, you know, I, I was, what I loved about it was that, uh, the, you could really see the investments pay off. Like it's pretty linear, uh, pretty, um, you know, uh, clear exactly how, uh, you're doing and running. It's just like how fast you run the mile. Um, and so I, I loved making that investment into my, into my physical health and, and performance. Um, and I really thought deeply about how to, how to get better and, uh, how to structure my life around that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, sort of took all that history and, and passion with me to Williams college where I met Vincent and, um, uh, and I guess I'll let him share his story and then we can tell you about where we went from there. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm originally from Austria, Dave, and I've okay. lived a fairly international lifestyle with uh, traveling to different places throughout high school and, uh, and beyond. 
And I've learned about different food cultures and, and ha have sort of developed an interest in nutrition that way. More recently, um, I've also, you know, started uh, using supplements as a way to really get in the flow of things when I'm in a new place, sort of cut out mm. the noise and um, perform at a high level, even when I'm context switching a lot. So I've gotten interested in, in, in supplements uh, as a result of that. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. So like the drive to travel kind of pushed you to, okay, instead of showing up and feeling like crap, you know, I can show up and actually bring my A game to whatever I'm doing. It doesn't take me a couple of days to recover. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, of course, that that's that's Vincent's story. But, you know, even even in my uh, sort of like uh, single time zone lifestyle that I'm currently living, uh, <laughs> you know, I find supplements really help me set state. So um, okay. I use them to basically, you know, uh, nudge my neurology in the right direction towards motivation, okay. towards focus, clarity, wakefulness. Um, you know, that said, I, I said nudge. I didn't say force. I, yeah. You know, I didn't say overwhelm. Yeah. Um, I think there are techniques that people use like you know, using prescription drugs, for example, um, where you really make a pretty global switch in neurology, but you end up paying for that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, our approach is to uh, basically support optimal functioning rather than to force the body to do something that is really not homeostatic. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, so talk to me about, uh, it's interesting, both of you come from the angle of almost being more intentional. And I think sometimes, Men, we have this thing of, well, your health is your health. Whatever it is, it is. It's all genetic. But it sounds like you guys come from that angle of, okay, let's let's do the best with what we have. You know, you you were dealing with with diabetes and okay, what can I do to still be optimal health? And then Vincent, you were traveling and what can I do? So it sounds like a lot of intentionality that you guys really came across of. Is that true? hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I, I think Vincent and I share a belief that our future is not fixed. Um, yeah. you know, there's, there's some fatalism that, that folks have. And I think, um, there's a bit of, uh, it's an import from, from like the pop physics, uh, understanding like, oh, your future is basically already set. Uh, yeah. but you know, as it happens, um, we are the vectors, we are the sort of physical entities that are actually making the future. And so it really mm -hmm. is, um, you know, uh, all physics passes through our actions and our intentions, um, in yeah. order to be what the future is. Um, so I really think we're, we're a crucial part of the loop really. Um, and our lives are made by us. Um, so, uh, you know, that said, I mean, depending on the different things that we do every day, we'll have different long-term, uh, health consequences. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it really, you know, we, obviously the, the mind is, is made of body in part. And yeah. so, uh, what you feed yourself and basically all the things that you do to create this, um, health, um, trickles all the way up to the way that you feel on a daily basis and the yeah. motivation you have to, to do the things that you want to do. There's so many rumors, you know, every day there's a different ad on TV, you know, this is the secret, you know, take this one pill and, you know, your whole life changes. What is it about like daily regular eating habits and things like that that you found um, that's so important for guys to focus focus on? Sure. Um, yeah, we break it down into a few different categories here. So, of course, there's essential nutrients. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a way of thinking about this is that our bodies are made of parts and the flow of energy. So. Um, the things that you're taking in are basically providing these components that your cells are actually made of and providing the fuel substrate that you burn in order to do what you're doing. Um, 
And so basically what that means is we want to make sure we're having all these necessary components. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to build, you know, healthy tissue going forward. Um, yeah. And so people are familiar with protein, uh, you know, for example, for as a building block of muscle. Um, then, of course, there's all, all the vitamins and minerals that are essential. And there are also a whole category of nutrients that have not yet been considered essential and put on the, the sort of, um, you know, nutritional label. But uh, they, they are food parts that do... Uh, end up contributing to optimal functioning. And if you lack them, then they contribute to uh, degradation. So things like creatine, for example, are actually found naturally in food. And uh, it tururns out you really do actually want creatine from your food in order for your cells to function optimally, not even at the sort of dose ranges that are typical for like bulking and yeah. and uh, performance, but more like the one to two gram a day range uh, from food. Mm -hmm. And that's just one example of like literally dozens of compounds that some of which we've already sort of identified um and some of which uh probably still ha are yet to be identified um and so yeah those are those are essential components um yeah. there's also basically using food to um optimize metabolism so you basically clean fuels uh that um you know from the right sources uh mm -hmm. can contribute positively to um you know well-functioning mitochondria well-functioning cells um and then if you eat crap um then your body has to deal with that and then it creates byproducts yeah. um so uh, th those two things, I think, are are basically both uh, two essential pieces of the, of the toolkit for how your diet contributes to your long-term health uh, and mm -hmm. daily performance. And then maybe the third piece is, um, and this is mostly something you get from supplementation, you can use the right nutrients to set your state. So people obviously are familiar with caffeine and, and coffee um, as as one you know such tool for toggling state, um, but there are dozens. Uh, there are so many different things that you can take on a daily basis or intermittently uh, that support optimal performance by basically, as I said, nudging neurology um, mm -hmm. in the directions that we're looking for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. You talked about creatine. Uh, just recently, I've, I've started seeing a lot more about the positive effects of creatine, where I think for me, I always thought of, you know, like bodybuilders, guys who, you know, want to get their gains on taking creatine, but they're, they're finding a lot more health mentally and different things for people especially as people get older you know that, that creatine helps you in so many ways is that kind of the thing you're talking about with that and other supplements that that, that help you kind of have a better day-to-day -day life exactly yep and so you know from say just a a, a healthy grass-fed steak uh for example you're going to get a bunch of minerals so you'll get you'll get zinc and iron and things like that that are essential for building all the different things that are going on in the body and then you'll also get things that are not currently on the label like creatine. Um, okay. and, uh, and so it turns out those components um, are also very helpful for long-term functioning. Um, they're not the sorts of things that would show up as deficiency in some obvious way. But over time, if you're lacking these very helpful uh, co components from the diet, then you won't function at as high level as you could. And it okay. might show up as, as premature aging eventually. Okay. Okay. So for a guy to think about it as almost like the kind of fuel you'll put in your car, your engine, the better the fuel, the better the performance. We kind of think of it that way with us. Is that what you mean? For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's built, it's, you're taking inputs in, in order to build the car itself and a fuel. Yeah. It's and so you have to think of food as holistic in that way. Um, okay. You know, that's, of course, when you burn fuel, you create byproducts also. So you, yeah. you want to you burn clean stuff and you want to structure your life in a way that you're clearing those byproducts as often as possible. So that's yeah. good sleep and regular exercise also. So 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 when it comes to the to daily 
the daily thing. You've got you've got what you take in, and then also you just talked about exercise. That's kind of what you do out. So are, are those the two? Because those are the ones you always hear about. You know, eat better and exercise more. Are those the two main ones you're talking about? Guys can focus on to kind of start moving in that direction. Yeah, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention sleep here. Also, um, that's a good point. Sleep is crucial just for really giving you the you know the raw materials you need mentally and physically to to have a productive day. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think I, people get used to uh, sorry, um, people get no, used really. to not having enough sleep, and then they think they don't need seven yeah. or eight hours, um, but they're actually just getting used to performance deficits. Um, and uh, you'll notice after a few nights of good sleep, you actually perform at a way higher level. Well, and I've noticed like today, like I go in any convenience store, the the racks of, of the, the energy drinks is getting larger and larger. And you kind of wonder if people are missing sleep. So the energy drinks are helping them kind of overcompensate. Do you think that's what's going on there? For sure. Sleep. I think most Americans are not getting the sleep they, they need. Um, yeah. How, since we're on sleep, it's kind of a fascinating subject because I know, Vincent, when you're traveling, you're going from time zone to time zone. And so that adjustment of sleep and things like that, how did like changing your diet and bringing some of those things help you figure out when to sleep, how to sleep so you could adjust to the time clock easier? Did it, did it help you in that? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Um, you know, one, one point I'll throw in here is, is fasting also. Um, fasting mm-hmm. as a kind of uh, food approach also is a really uh, is a really effective way to structure your nutrition and your your day basically, and something that's very portable across geographies. So um, it actually helps me a lot to set my circadian rhythm and set my food schedule also to to fast when I'm traveling um, and adjust my pattern accordingly. And I find myself getting into the right rhythm um, and right sleep rhythm, right circadian rhythm much faster that way. So it's a really helpful to, tool. Okay, that's fascinating. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be completely selfish. I'm about to go to South Korea to see my daughter. And, and so, you know, you're jumping major time zone. So you're saying you fast when you travel, like when you're flying and doing, what are you doing to adjust your schedule that way? Right. So I guess one of the things I like to do is actually love fasting during the the flight because uh, I don't like eating the airplane food too much. So that's (laughs) Well, that's true. It's really convenient hack to be more fat adapted and go for long periods. Um, of not eating and still feeling fine yeah, uh, for long flights. Um, but then I would, you know, Zach and I think of fasting as a, not so much as a rigid thing, but more of an intuitive thing. So okay. um, fasting is a, is a hermetic stressor. So it's, you know, it's like exercise in that it stresses your body in a sense. Mm-hmm. And really when you get to a new time zone, you don't want to um, be overly rigid with um, your fasting period. You actually want to be responsive to your body and, and its needs. Yeah as to, you know, your energy levels, um, uh, et cetera. So usually when I touch down after a long flight, I actually try to have a meal fairly quickly afterwards in order to replenish and get into yeah. the rhythm of the place that I'm in. So um, okay. I guess those, those are some of the thoughts that, that I'd have on that. Yeah. Okay. A lot of guys, when they when they hear fasting, there's a big term now, intermittent fasting. And and what what is that? Explain it to our, to our audience, what it is and, and kind of how people can maybe make that a part of their life, how much to do, because, you know, you hear all these different messages. Uh, what have you guys found or seen in the research that's been the best for people? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, as you mentioned, there's a lot of different types of fasting, a lot of different terms. Um, 
uh, it, uh, there's, for example, there's water fast where you're having nothing but water. Um, there are, is the five, two schedule. That's pretty popular where people ha have two days a week when they're, uh, pretty significantly calorie restricting to say 500 calories uh, on those two days and then mm -hmm. slightly overeating on the other five days. Um, and then our favorite form, not that we're too biased, but, uh, the one that we both seem to have settled into is intermittent fasting where basically for part of the day, we're not eating food. And for part of the day we are, um, okay. it's as simple as that. Um, you know, everybody already does a very um, a preliminary form of that when they sleep, um, unless mm -hmm. people are waking up in the middle of the night and eating food. Um, basically, it's it's a, it's um, it's to uh, extend the period when you're not taking in any food, so that your body can use the calories that it's already got in store, um, not only as a substrate so you can burn fat, but also so you can clear up uh, some of the metabolic byproducts that are accumulating. So. It's almost like the equivalent of sleep for the brain. Uh, fasting for the body is a way for the cells to um, basically clear out uh, some like crap that's that's accumulating. Um, yeah. So we, we tend to stick with uh, like or not stick with, but uh, tend to fall into like a sixteen eight schedule where we spend sixteen hours not eating and eight hours eating. Um, mm -hmm. It's recommended generally to to align that with your circadian rhythms so that you're not eating when it's dark outside, for example. Now, yeah. due to the sort of nature of modern life. Um, and, you know, we're still in our 20s and maybe we stay up a little later and wake up a little later sometimes. Um, uh, for us, we might eat uh, an hour or two after the sun's already gone down. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we tend to have uh, our first meal around noon or one o'clock. Um, but okay. as Vincent mentioned, it's not rigid. Um, it's really just a lifestyle structure. And a lifestyle that can't accommodate uh, variability is really not much of a lifestyle at all. So yeah. um, you know, we don't we don't hold ourselves to that. It's just a, a structure that we find to be uh, good for controlling consumption and uh, feeling good. So you're saying that what the body does during that longer time of not eating, instead of focusing on digestion, it can actually start focusing on other things. Is that why you not eat during that time? Exactly. Repair. Uh, frankly, um, you know, you're you're either taking in calories and your body's spending energy to, to metabolize those parts and break them down mm -hmm. um, and then, then basically store them as fat in most cases, or you've got, uh, and it's not perfectly binary, but um, when you're fasting, insulin decreases, fatty acids are liberated to be used as, as fuel. And you're also, um, uh, in some cases, actually able to tap into this autophagy mechanism where the body is taking tissue that's uh, imperfect. So maybe mm -hmm. it's it's somewhat aged or senescent and actually using that tissue for for its raw materials. So it's breaking okay. apart cells that are suboptimal and then repurposing that that those materials for to build new healthy tissue. So, so when a, when a person's doing like what you guys say that like sixteen eight, um, during that sixteen hours, is it just water? Like if they if they drink like coffee or, or tea or something, would that kind of kick their digestion back in? So, do they need to just do water during those sixteen or what? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so th there are, there are some uh, reasons that somebody might just want water. So uh, mm -hmm. if you're doing a religious fast, that might actually be required. Um, and if you really want a full digestive reset where you're not really processing anything, um, then okay. you would stick with water. Um, okay. But uh, that said, the metabolic benefits that we're talking about, basically this fat burning and this this tissue repair can actually be enhanced by the right substances. Uh, okay. Coffee is one of those. Um, so coffee has a slightly thermogenic effect, meaning it's going to help you burn a little more uh, fat. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's also got these polyphenols, which are actually used in the body's health defense systems. Mm -hmm. So just like vegetables, um, coffee has healthy compounds that actually stimulate these processes of, of tissue repair. Um, so okay. that's a very common choice for fasting. And then we've also found that uh, the right supplements can enhance the fast um, without without compromising those benefits. Um, so okay. actually, 
uh, what Vincent and I do now is uh, uh, we, we're, we're creating supplements that are fasting friendly and even fasting supportive. Uh, so we've got a product right now called um, LifeStacks MCT. And this MCT uses a healthy fat that's fasting friendly. Um, it's even uh, It even supports fasting in the sense that it's ketogenic and it encourages the body to use its own fat as a fuel substrate uh, by okay. basically shifting the body into that fat burning mode. Um, and then we also include a stack of supplements that gives you energy, focus, motivation, and satiety so that you can just do your stuff without worrying about food, you know, get through your fast. Um, and then, you know, ideally lunchtime rolls around and you haven't even, uh, you know, felt any hunger. So that's interesting. I, I saw on your, on your site, the life stacks. So that's a, that's a supplement to take. Is it like a daily supplement? How does, how does it work with the fasting and with the, when you take it, do you only take it when you fast or you just take it every day and it kind of builds up to where, when you fast, it's already in there. Yeah. Fasting for us is a use case. It's not, it's not the full picture. Um, uh -huh. So um, basically we, we created this to give you extra willpower and motivation anytime you need it. Um, okay. uh, now it's, it's, it's not one substance that like pushes your body over the edge. It's many substances that optimize uh, your functioning. And so uh, many different neurological systems get the support they need to make you think clearer and have more energy. Um, and in that way, it's, it's, it's a balanced and repeatable uh, formulation. Um, unlike certain things like these energy drinks where you're getting 400 milligrams of caffeine and yeah. you're going to have this um, spike and crash um, and maybe some, some jitters and uh, racing heart. Um, what we've designed is, is very wholesome. Things are dosed at the minimum effective dose. So you get what you need, but not an excessive amount. Um, and basically, yeah, it's for, it's for any time you need that kind of energy or willpower. So we love it for work days, for fasting, uh, for workouts even. Um, and in all those cases, it, it basically helps to support on the performance side and the long-term health uh, side of things. Okay. One thing, one thing I'll add here, um, Dave, if I may, is that, you know, Zach and I feel strongly that this trade-off between short-term performance and long-term health is really a false choice. So you can do mm -hmm. both with the right substances. You can feel immediate performance benefits now while also leveling up your baseline over the long run to perform better then. Yeah. And I like, I like that, that focus you guys have where your daily choices can help you that day, but they're not hurting you in the long run. And, and, exactly. and so I love that aspect of it. So, so the life stacks is one of those you can take it pretty much whenever, or is it is it meant to be the only supplement, or does it come into a regimen of supplements depending on what you need? Uh, for us, it's definitely a regimen, um, okay. and uh, because, because this this, this um, our our life stacks supplement is basically like willpower fuel. Um, yeah. It's this. Uh, um, you know, stack for cognitive functioning and, and motivation. Um, but there's other stuff that uh, doesn't have the same sort of acute performance um, effects, but that still does contribute to long-term health. So mm -hmm. Vincent and I both take a multivitamin. We both take fish oil. Um, actually, I can just talk about what we're doing right now. We, we love our greens powder. Um, I guess for your audience looking for a, a relatively inexpensive, high-quality greens powder, there's mm -hmm. a, a company called uh, Paradise Herbs that makes a product called Orac Energy Greens. And okay. I will say, I think this is the product I've probably ordered the most of my life. Um, <laughs> since maybe 2012, I've ordered like 50 jars of this stuff. Um, so uh, that, that's that we love that um, uh, fiber as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, most Americans aren't getting enough fiber. Fiber, sleep, and magnesium are probably the cluster of things that people are the most efficient in. Um, okay. And what, what, uh, fiber actually, it, it's got um, it's got benefits that that go beyond what people are th think about. It actually yeah. feeds the microbiome. 
And then um, basically certain bacteria can metabolize fiber and they produce short chain fatty acids, which are these really nice um, clean fuel substrates. Okay. Uh, so basically we can't digest fiber, but we can benefit from the uh, metabolites that are created when the bacteria digest the fiber. Um, okay. So uh, so we, we both enjoy fiber usually before we eat uh, our first meal because um, that okay. kind of buffers the, the glucose spike that occurs um, after that meal. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, some other things that the audience might find interesting. Uh, well, of course, I encourage everybody to head over to LifeStacks.com. Also to check out Nootropics Depot because uh, they create great single ingredient formulations uh, where you can basically look at any aspect of health and find a supplement that uh, might help to optimize that. Um, okay. So currently um, I'm enjoying um, NMN, which is a nicotinamide mononucleotide, which is basically a, um, it's uh, it's an energy substrate um, for okay. the body that also helps uh, with healing. Um, and then uh, also we're taking Sustanch, um, which is this like uh, hormone optimizer. Um, so it, it can boost testosterone and estrogen together. Um, I imagine some members of your audience are interested in test boosters, but what I'd say is um, there's a concern uh, if you're boosting testosterone, you might actually lower your estrogen levels, which mm -hmm. um, even though it might not be intuitive, can actually decrease your performance and decrease uh, sexual functioning. And so okay. you want to be careful not to just, you know, push testosterone over the edge uh, because you yeah. end up paying. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of guys see testosterone as this. They've, they've heard the rumors that, you know, it's the, the fountain of youth and stuff like that. So they just try to get as much as possible thinking it's going to make them, you know, become the rock or something like that. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.